Agatha Christie did it. The evidence was plain to see, but no one did see for more than a day. Robert Ripple's corpse was cold on the bookshop floor. It must have been there right through Monday, the day Precious Finds was always closed. Poor guy. He was discovered early Tuesday in the section he called his office, in a position no bookseller would choose for his last transaction, face down, feet down and butt up, jackknifed over a carton of books. The side of the carton had burst, and some of the books had slipped out and fanned across the carpet. Every one a Christie. Late Sunday, Robert had taken delivery of the Christie novels. They came from a house on Park Avenue, one of the best streets in Poketown, Pennsylvania, and they had a curious history. They were brought over from England before World War II by an immigrant whose first job had been as a London publisher's rep. He'd kept the books as a souvenir of those tough times, trying to interest bookshop owners in whodunits when the only novels most British people wanted to read were by Geoffrey Farnall and Ethel M. Dell. After his arrival in America, he'd switched to selling Model T Fords instead and made a sizable fortune. The Christie's had been forgotten about, stored in the attic of the fine old weatherboard house he'd bought after making his first million. And now his playboy grandson planned to demolish the building and replace it with a space-age dwelling of glass and concrete. He'd cleared the attic and wanted to dispose of the books. Robert had taken one look and offered five hundred dollars for the lot. The grandson had pocketed the check and gone away pleased with the deal. Hardly believing his luck, Robert must have waited until the shop closed and then stooped to lift the carton onto his desk and check the contents more carefully. Mistake. Hardcover books are heavy. He had spent years humping books around, but he was sixty-eight with a heart condition, and this was one box too many. Against all the odds, Robert had stayed in business for twenty-six years, dealing in used books of all kinds. But Precious Finds had become more than a bookshop. It was a haven of civilized life in Poketown, a center for all manner of small-town activities, readers' groups, a writer's circle, coffee mornings, and musical evenings. Some of the locals came and went without even glancing at the bookshelves. A few bought books or donated them out of loyalty, but it was difficult to understand how Robert had kept going so long. It was said he did most of his business at the beginning through postal sales and later on the Internet. Robert's sudden death created problems all around. Tanya Tripp, the bookshop assistant who had been in the job only a few months, had the nasty shock of discovering the body and found herself burdened with dealing with the emergency, first calling a doctor, then an undertaker, and then attempting to contact Robert's family. Without success. Not a ripple remained. He had never married. It became obvious that his loyal customers would have to arrange the funeral. Someone had to take charge, and this was Tanya. Fortunately, she was a capable young woman, as sturdy in character as she was in figure. She didn't complain about the extra workload, even to herself.